Hey guys, Anna Victoria here, and I'm so excited for you to join me on my podcast, Your Best Life. I'm the CEO and founder of the FitBody app, a fitness influencer, and a personal trainer. Every week, I'm going to have a special guest that will share their unique experience and unique story to share how they learned how to live their best life, even if they're still working on it, since we are all a work in progress. I can't wait to help you learn how to create your best life. Buongiorno a tutti. <laughs> Ciao. Hi, guys. My husband, Luca. We are going to chat with Dr. Lori Watley today. Dr. Lori Watley is a clinical psychologist that specializes in the effects of digital device usage on both individuals and businesses. I'm really looking forward to this chat. Wh why are you so looking forward to it? <laughs> well, I really want to hear her opinions on technology and how, yeah. especially how it affects sleep. Yeah, and oh, why? <laughs> oh, well, because that's... There, there's, there's a reason, there's an underlying yeah. reason why. Yeah, there is, you know, it's, it's a topic, we've been discussing the topic for quite a while, you are a night owl. I think we can be real and say it's a topic that we've argued on true. <laughs> many that's times. True. Yes. Because you go to bed, you fall asleep mid-conversation at like nine o'clock. And do. it's always so frustrating for me, the fact that you can fall asleep so easily because I have to like twiddle my thumbs for 30 minutes every night to fall asleep. Which means staying on your phone. Well, yeah, because then it's boring. It's boring <laughs> just laying there at night. So I, I do pick up my phone, but then that just kind of like contributes to the problem. So I really want to hear what uh, <laughs> Dr. Laurie has to say about that. And I really would like to you to ask kids and technology like what's right. you know what's the relationship nowadays between kids and technology it's something that we discussed before because we're about to arrive right. first but that's something really that i kind of want to know right yeah no i'm really interested on that topic as well and i like you are super into technology and, like oh, yeah. even more than i am like you're oh, yeah. into like the ar vr what are <laughs> no especially if you see you know e-games that kids can can win millions of dollars by playing video games nowadays so yeah what do you do you know but do you prevent cost? them i don't but at what, at what cost, cost yeah you know? but it could be a career opportunity for from, yeah so, for some kids that's so, true yeah something to think about yeah so we are going to dive into all things about technology screens phones how it impacts our brains uh, our relationships and more so here is my conversation with Dr. Lori Watley. Hi, Dr. Lori Watley. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> great. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to dive into all things about technology and how that impacts our lives in many different ways. But first, do you want to talk us through a bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I am um, a psychologist with a um, practice in Atlanta, Georgia, a private practice there. I just finished my second book, which I'm so excited about, Yay. Connected and Engaged. And it's a book about how to manage digital distractions and reconnect with the world around you. That's kind of um, what I do. I travel and speak and work with businesses and families and individuals um, to 
you know, I specialize in the effects of digital device usage on individuals and businesses. Amazing. And how did you get involved in this area? That is a great question. <laughs> um, I actually have had, you know, a, a practice as a therapist for a long time. And I more and more coming into my office were uh, problems that were connected to digital device distractions. Maybe a couple would come in and they would say, well, you know, we go to dinner and she's on her phone the whole time, or we, we go to bed and he's, he's on his Kindle or on his laptop or whatnot. You know, so people, I noticed that it was becoming more and more of an issue and that I was going to need to be able to address that in my therapy room. So um, I was getting my doctorate at the time. So I did, I began to research around that subject um, simply to be able to offer that to my clients and yeah. found such vital information and felt like this is really something I, I would like to look more into and share with our world. Yeah, and it's something that I think that almost everyone deals with. I mean, I, I don't want to say everyone in the world, everyone who is in a developed nation has access, you know, to, to technology, but for the most part, a lot of us, at least definitely our, our listeners have dealt with this on some level. Um, do you think that there are, are any benefits to all of the access to technology or is it more of like just kind of weighing it out? Great point. I do believe that there are great benefits to technology because think about it. You and I are here meeting this way right. because of <laughs> yes. technology. I actually have a very large international practice. I would not be able to offer therapy to some of these people in some of the countries they're in if it were not for technology. So I think technology is a wonderful thing. I'm definitely not a technology basher as far as don't use it. Obviously, it's it's in our world. It's here to stay. And you're right. so, <laughs> so right. You know, I've yeah. been to 87 countries and I cannot say that I don't notice this in every country that I travel to. It's so funny. You'll see people out, head down, fingers scrolling, you know, that, that new condition or position. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, it's a it's a global um, problem. the The problem is not the technology; it's how we use it. And I think there's right. beauty in us understanding balance because when we use it in balance, it's a beautiful thing. Right. And I love that you say that that it's not necessarily technology being the problem because, like you said, it's here to stay. Yes. <laughs> so let's yes. let's hope it's not the problem. Um. Yeah. And I'll just say, like, I so I work in you know social media. My business is online. Right. My business is at my fingertips twenty four seven, and I'm the type that I love replying to customers and helping them. And even yes. if someone's like upset, like I want to get to them right away. Yes. And ease the situation. And that can be dangerous, you know, like when it's at my fingertips, because yes. I'm constantly on. Absolutely. And yes, it's something that I love, but like, I absolutely, I need breaks. Right. <laughs> I need breaks too. You know, we really do. And I, I was, I was just talking to someone on a, um, well, a reporter about this recently. And, you know, we were talking about, thank goodness we have technology during this pandemic because right. we need it. It's bringing us all together. And, um, you know, we're able to connect because imagine if we were so isolated without our technology. But the thing is, is that um, 
I'm helping people find ways even during this pandemic. I, yesterday I did an Instagram live with um, mm -hmm. uh, um, Katie Brockhurst in London, and she is a social media coach. And we talked about how everybody is really tired right now from being mm -hmm. on their devices so much. Right. And so we offered the, the idea to our listeners, hey, it's a great thing to maybe go on for an hour and then go for a walk for 10 minutes, go outside or yeah. sit next to a window, get some sunshine. Don't just sit in front of your computer because everybody's like, why am I so much tired or I'm not commuting. I'm working from home, you know, in front of my computer, but I'm exhausted. And we right. are, our, our, our eyes get tired and um, we are, we're not moving our bodies as much. And of course, you you know, you know that we have yeah. to move our bodies. And mm -hmm. so I'm saying, stand up and work if you can sometimes. If you're on the computer, stand up while you're doing it. Um, right. Get up in between Zoom meetings and go for, you know, go go walk downstairs or upstairs or just move your move your body to another spot for the next meeting just try to move every chance you get i think that's a wonderful um idea yeah i i call it the zombie mode when you get in one spot and you're just scrolling and scrolling and endlessly scrolling and then it's like hours pass and you're like, what have I even been doing? Like you right. probably can't even remember, you yes. know, like for even if you've interacted with things because yes. it's so, you know, nothing of that much substance. And I'm totally guilty myself, you know. Right. Um, so why don't you talk us through exactly what what are the harmful effects of getting in that zombie <laughs> scrolling mode? I think that we've all noticed, um, and, and certainly research has noticed the number one reason that people come to see me is for anxiety. And quickly, I can ask them, how much time do you spend on screens and, and try to eliminate that part of it? Because it does it does cause anxiety. Isn't it interesting how just sitting and swiping and, and you know, liking and reading articles or seeing the news or whatnot on online can cause us to be anxious, but it does. It stimulates our brain also in a way that um, interrupts our sleep. And, um, of course, at night when we sleep is when our brain is healing from the anxiety of the day. So sleeping is so important, a good night's sleep. So it interrupts our focus. It, you know, and imagine if we're sitting and eating while we're scrolling, we can eat, go through a bag of potato chips in a minute without right. even realizing it. So it can be harmful in that way too. Um, so it really affects our health, our eating habits, our anxiety, our, um, you know, our melatonin levels, the, the blue light can affect that. And that is a sleep um, chemical in, in our body that is very important that we produce. And, and so, um, yeah, those are some of the important ways that I think I've noticed the most. Do you think that I feel like, and I don't know if this is actually a product of social media and us being even more interconnected and communicating more than ever, but I feel like it just seems like anxiety is so prevalent right now. And it's just yes. like that it's increasing. And I've thought like, what will, A, why is this happening? You know, and how do we alleviate it? Because I have a lot of, you know, I'm in, I'm in the fitness industry. I'm a personal trainer. A lot of women come to me because they say my anxiety is off the charts. Yes. And one prescription is, is working out and exercising, but that Absolutely. doesn't exercise. It, it's so great, but it doesn't solve everything. Right. <laughs> you know, like we still need to get down to the root cause. Do you feel like our obsession with technology and social media is contributing to that rise in anxiety? I think so. I really... 
I think we can see with with our kids that their focus is not as great. There's more um, more anxiety um, for a lot of different reasons. If we don't use social media properly, and I love social media, I have social media accounts too. But if we if we look at it and and begin to compare ourselves to others on there oh. or you know that can comparison steals our joy pretty quickly yep. and yep. we become anxious um if we watch too much news online you know we begin to worry and that affects us negatively that can affect yes. our sleep our health we can um, increase our eating or decrease our eating um, if we have an issue with any sort of substance that can cause us to reach for it more often um so we we really want to find ways to use it so that it benefits us because right. like you said it's a beautiful thing if yeah. it if, if it is benefiting us and we're controlling it as opposed to it controlling us i love that um you touched on something that i wanted to dive into kids yes so you said kids attention and focus is not you know what it used to be um i'm currently pregnant with I my know. first <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you and you know my this is a topic that my husband and i have talked about even before we conceived of how are we going to approach technology with our children because he's very he's very much into virtual reality and like all that stuff and he's like you know there's one side of the conversation that it's like that is what the where the future is going. We don't yes. want to set our kids up to be, you know, at a disadvantage and Absolutely. not using technology. Period. So right. There's that side, but like you said, there there should also be limits. So, where what are your thoughts on kids and technology? Well, you know, I kind of like to take the lead of the people who develop technology and the people out in Silicon Valley, uh, the developers of all of these apps and whatnot, they, for the most part, of course, probably not all of them, but I think a large number of them don't allow their children to use technology. I've heard them in interviews and, and read their comments and, and they say, Hey, it's, it's a great thing, but you know, it's not what one fellow said, you know, it, it's not, rocket science and our kids can learn to use it pretty easily so it's not like we have to train them over and over on it so they can learn to use it as adults and just be you know very i mean you know look at me i'm 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 a middle-aged woman and i've learned to use it pretty well you know <laughs> right. i'm zooming and doing all these things so so we can pick it up pretty easily um of course we want our kids to be um up there with all the others and you yeah. you know being able to do the things that other kids can do and compete in that way however we also want to remember the most important element for our kids and their healthy development is for them to be emotionally healthy and to be yeah. able to connect with other humans so we don't want them to be little robots so we want them to be able to have a human connection and i think to create a child and and um that we are going to deliver out into the world in the most healthy way possible. We want them to be able to use tech, but also to be able to live without their tech and to be able right. to sit down and have a, have a conversation in person and interact in person and make eye contact is very important for our kids. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, if they're just, you know, glued to a screen all day, that's, right. I, I almost feel like how you mentioned that, you know, you were able to learn, you know, something with technology yeah. um, that, you know, that is something that you don't really need to, you know, push on kids to learn it. They're, they would learn it. But I think that that piece that, you know, the ability to empathize, to connect with people, would you say that that is something that you actually do need to kind of work on 
more so than the technology piece? Absolutely, absolutely. When I go into schools and work with the, the faculty there or the students there, I can always tell which schools allow the most technology. And by the way, some of the schools out in Silicon Valley that, that, that these kids go to whose parents develop all of these apps, they don't have technology in their schools. Wow. Now, not the first eight years. Um, is, Got it. Um, but uh, I think the School of the Peninsula is probably one that I read does not have it for the first eight years. Our brains are developing um, our, the first, uh, well, into our 20s. But we want our kids' brain development to be whole and um, to be, be complete. And so we they need to be out climbing trees. They need to be in sunshine. They need to be interacting in person with other kids. When I go to dinner and I see families sit down to dinner and they pull out the iPads and hand to their kids so the parents can have a nice quiet dinner. I so get that. I've raised children. In fact, my kids yeah. teach me how to use technology, but you <laughs> right. know, I, I have raised kids. I so get that. I understand what it's like at the end of the day to be a tired parent. However, one of the best gifts we can give our kids is to teach them to socialize and interact. And mealtime is a great time to do that because, you know, as a, as a health um, coach, you know, I'm sure you understand sitting down how we, if we're scrolling, we're overeating sometimes and we're not right. monitoring what we're putting in our mouth. And not even enjoying it yes. too, you know. We go, oh, did I just eat that piece of cake? Right. Well, I didn't even really get to think about it. So yeah. we kind of have a rule at our house. It's kind of a fun rule, um, you know. No phones at table at dinner yeah. during our meals. No screens during our meals, period. And if somebody does bring one and sneak it and, you know, they're looking <laughs> yeah. under the table at it, whatnot, then they have to either clean up the kitchen if we're eating at home or pay for dinner if we're eating out, which oh my honestly, gosh. that works really, really well. <laughs> oh, that is an amazing idea. And my kids are all grown. They all, you yeah. know, they're in their 30s. So they're okay, all, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Um, all right. So how about with sleep? So I... This is probably, I don't want to say the topic I'm most interested in because I think that this is so fascinating on so many levels, Right. but I personally am a self-proclaimed night owl. You know, my brain lights up at night and wow. I just, I, I, it's just when I feel like I'm my most like, um, creative, mm -hmm. you know, like all the ideas flow and whether this is true or not, I don't know. It's just You're like, the expert on you. So yeah. 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 So, you know, I, when I get, I feel like really productive at night and with my phone, like I said, my business at my fingertips, you know, like I can go in and reply to messages for hours. And, you know, I notice that I'm waking up and yes. I feel so groggy, even though I'm getting eight, nine hours of sleep. And I am not kidding. Two nights ago is when I made this connection mm. because I finally, one night I was just like, I, we're in quarantine right now. Yes. You know, we don't have our normal routines. And right. because I'm a night owl, my, my hours are shifting later and later. Right. And I, I realized I'm like, I'm going to bed at two in the morning. This is not okay. You yeah. know, like I, I, I need to be up and alert in the morning for my team. And so I put my phone away and I was like, all right, I'm going to force myself to go to bed at midnight. And I woke up feeling so refreshed. And mm -hmm. I was like, the light bulb that I, I should have yes. recognized earlier. So anyways, um, so what are, what are the impacts of technology on our sleep? Well, sleep is everything to, I believe, you know, we have to get a good night's sleep. It is essential. And, um, you, it's so great that you realize that connection because that <laughs> is a very real thing. Um, it does 
uh, interrupt our sleep, you know, patterns because it stimulates our brain and it we can fall asleep, but then our sleep is interrupted. So, and unfortunately, we miss those REM sleep stages that are the most important. So, between 10 and 2, we get our best sleep. And that's really hard to tell you as a night owl. No, you know, oh my gosh. My husband loves it. He's out at eight o'clock. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you get your very best. And, yeah. um, and, and, and then, you know, you wake up and you feel so much more refreshed. And, and as you said, it does affect our focus. You're exactly right. I think it's something that like being told it is one thing, you know, when you hear it and you're like, okay, that makes sense. But feeling it, is a whole nother thing. And I think that's kind of what I needed for that yeah. light bulb to go yeah. on. So I'm yeah. going two nights strong. <laughs> so, um, so now since we are in quarantine and everyone, I feel like technology is like, that's really kind of the only thing that a lot of us have to, to do mm-hmm. right now, you know, whether it's, but I, I think binge watching Netflix is like, I saw that they're they're the streaming rates went up by like, uh, yes. I don't know, something hundred percent. Yes. Um, so what, what do you say is a healthy amount of exposure to technology given the circumstances right. right now and then also in general aside from that. I think you know the circumstances right now are certainly unusual circumstances yeah. and and what I'm telling people is I, I read somewhere that there's an 87 percent increase in our usage right now um, and what I'm telling people now is I want you to be connected especially people that are quarantining at home alone you know, yeah. isolating alone can be very bad for us if right. we're not connected to other humans because we are wired for connection. We love connection. We yeah. need it. It's like a plant that you give water to, right? Um, so we need that connection. So I'm telling people now, try to FaceTime with at least one person a day. I know a lot of professionals, their teams are meeting like every morning at 10. They'll meet yeah. even if they don't have anything to talk about just to say, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, just to see that other person and to make that connection. So right now, I think we definitely need to be connecting. However, I do, and I, as I said, I know the circumstances are different for everybody. I know some people I work with are in countries where they are not allowed to go outside onto the streets at all right now. Um, other countries are. If you can, I want you to get outside you know, maybe go do, do a Zoom meeting, do some work online, but then, um, you know, after an hour or two, go outside, get some fresh right. air, get some sunshine, shine, then come back in and maybe sit by a window. Um, if you're not able to get out at all, then I still, you know, get your yoga mat out, do some meditation, um, do some mindfulness, do some more intense body movement um, so that you're, you're exercising, you're meditating, you're eating healthy, you're getting that sleep and you're hydrating every single day and also connecting with people. Yeah. And I, I think I, okay, I don't ever want to cast this quarantine in a positive light because it's, it's, you know, a horrible thing that we're all experiencing going through and people dying and getting sick. But if there were to be a silver lining, I hope that it is to reinforce how important those things are. Um, Just, you know, as as a part of being human, right? (laughs) You know, I I agree with you. This is a very unfortunate situation. But I think as humans, for us to be um, 
healthy, we have to try to always find something positive, even in the these these bad, bad circumstances where our heart is just going out to these people, the, our workers, our healthcare workers who are working so hard, and yeah. and the people who are sick, and you know our leaders who are trying to make wise decisions. It, it's just all really a very difficult time. But I agree with you. I think that we're going to leave this in a different mindset. We, I am every day. People are telling me I have changed my priorities. I understand that this is so much more important to me. You know, I miss yeah. people so much more. The first thing I'm going to do when I get out is get a hug, is to go yeah. sit and have a coffee and look at someone, hold someone's hand. I think we're really realizing how important real in-person connection that we're not distracted while we're connecting. Right. That's, it's so beautiful. I'm like tearing up thinking about it because yes. like, it's so true. And I, I do hope that's what we take away from this. Um, for people that are quarantined alone yes. and that they don't really have anyone to talk to, what, like, what do you suggest for them? You know, there are some groups. There are different groups online that you can join. Um, you'd be amazed. There are a lot of people that are in that situation. And, um, so joining some of those groups and just talking about what you're feeling is really important right now. Yeah. Talking about our feelings, um, trying to respond rather than react during this time. Okay. Um, also, I want everyone to reach out to other people and and think about people that are isolated. Um, even if we're isolated, think about maybe the lady down the street. And check in with her. Send her a you know a, a a Zoom invite and and visit with her or FaceTime with her or reach out to other people and give back right now. Giving back lifts our our spirits. Um, all of these things can improve our immune system, which is very yeah. important right now for us to keep our immune systems up. So keeping our sleep, keeping our you know staying well hydrated, um, exercising. All of this is important for us all to be healthy. Yeah. And you said early on that you were noticing that when you first got into this area, you were having, you know, couples coming in saying, well, he's on his phone, you're his Kindle at nighttime. She's on her phone at the dinner table. So what have you seen the impacts have been for relationships and how, how do people mitigate that to ensure that technology doesn't disrupt that? Right. Well, my first book, which was also my doctoral project, The Effects of Texting on the Marital Relationship, that book talks about that because, you know, there's this thing that we call fubbing. Have you ever heard of that? Most no. People, it's amazing. It, 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 <laughs> you know, it's P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, and it's okay. a play on the word snubbing. So if I go to lunch with you and I'm just not paying much attention, I might snub you, you know, and you yeah. feel dismissed. And well, there's this thing called fubbing that we do with our phones, and which is the same thing, you know, I'm texting while I'm talking to you or I'm look, watching a football game on my phone while I'm talking to you or, you know, maybe just watching social media or whatnot when I'm at lunch with you or maybe we're in the car together driving and I'm doing, you're driving and I'm doing that rather than being connected and engaged with you. Right. So um, I, I think that's one thing that we are really um being more cognizant of in, in our relationships and putting away our devices and having that, that 
uninterrupted time together is essential. Yeah, I, you know, that's something that I even experienced. Like I said, you know, like I, I work in social media and I love it. I, it's, I worked in the telecom industry for six years from when I was 18 years old until, you know, after college. Um, and so it was a very natural transition for me to go from working with cell phones and, you know, that side of the technology to, you know, working with social media. And I think it works so well for me on social media because I love it mm-hmm. and it's kind of second nature to me. Right. But I absolutely went through times where, you know, social media was very new and like, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, my Instagram accounts were blowing up and, you know, getting all these followers. And when I would get questions, like I said, I, I, I really genuinely love helping my community. Right. And, and I treated it as though like, okay, the second I, I got a message, I need to reply right away. And I feel like that, that was a little harmful, you know, like to me and to my relationships, you know, I've had to learn with being okay with not getting back to, to customers and people right away. And, you know, it's hard though, you know, because if it's there, because it's also then, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. Like I've gotten in that zone. I think I've done pretty good with it, but then it's almost created another sort of anxiety of, oh, I have this thing I need to do. You know, it's on my shoulders and I need to lift that. So is there a certain amount of time that you suggest to like defer getting to things on your phone right away? Or how do you approach that? That is a great question. I love that question. When I go in and work with families and and small businesses and large businesses, we talk about that. And that's actually a tool that I teach people. Um, let's say, for instance, you you uh, with your emails, or you could think of your text as well. You can train people to understand. Um, Lori checks her emails in the morning nine-ish for an hour until they're all answered. She has an empty inbox. And then she has a little message that comes on for anyone that emails after that that says, you know, I'm away from my desk right now. I'll be checking back at five o'clock so you won't have a response from me until then. And that is time in between that you sandwich in there and you're so much more productive. You're so much more creative because you are not constantly being interrupted by, oh, I just got a notification. Oh, I just got a ping from a text. Oh, so people begin to understand you actually train them and you, 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 they understand that you are not going to use that that middle part of the day, um, but you will get back to them. I think it's important to get back to people on the same day, but you can do it in the evening. And it feels so much better just to know that you're going to have that time where you're, you know, you're, you can be getting emails. That's okay, but you're not going to answer them. When we stop what we're doing, it takes us 20 minutes to refocus back on that oh, thing wow. that we were doing. So imagine how much lost time you have during the day. So many of right. my people realize that they're much more productive if they if they work this way. Yeah, I'm already feeling inspired to be yeah. more productive and and I guess would you say like kind of compartmentalize your, Absolutely. your time? Okay. Perfect. Your perfect yeah. word. Yes. Okay. That's a perfect <laughs> term. And you're going to see that you will rise um you know, you'll be head and shoulders above, above, I don't want to say the competition, but other people that are in the workplace because you're going to be working more focused. You're going to be less distracted, more creative, more productive. You're getting a lot more done this way by working smart. Yeah. And I, um, I for college, I remember I had a project. I had to interview my district manager of where I worked and the topic was on multitasking. Yes. And I remember I asked him, like, how do you think people can multitask? And he's like, they can't. 
Right. Like there's no such thing or, or at least you can't do it in a productive and efficient uh, way. Would you agree? Yes. It's yeah. like we were just talking about when you're eating and scrolling and you go, did mm-hmm. I do that? Did I, did I eat that? Did I do that? Well, I mean, over 90% of what we do is unconscious. You know how it is when you, you're driving home and, and you go, did I stop at that stop sign that was at the end of my street? I don't remember stopping there because we subconsciously just do things. And sometimes we don't do them well when we are not focused on that particular task. Right. Yeah. Um. So you have a sort of... It's a quiz something? Is it a... Um... Oh, I do. Yes. I have an assessment on yeah. my website, drlauriewatley.com. Okay. So I have a family assessment there, and I also have a business assessment. It's just, they're just short, like 10, um, 10 questions or so, and you can go on and take it. It's free. Um, and they're just important questions for us to ask ourselves to kind of measure. Um, you know, I... I Actually, that's a wonderful way to do it. Also, I I decided as I was gathering research, I said, I'm going to put my phone away today and run errands and see what that feels like. I want to see how addicted I am to my phone. I'm telling other people about this. I want to check myself out. So I left it at home. I was only gone for an hour. I felt phantom vibrations. I was a nervous wreck without my phone. And I realized like, oh my word, I'm so distracted just because it's not there. I don't feel secure. And I knew then that was a great assessment. I knew that I was using that as a security blanket. And so now I... I put my phone away for a certain amount of time every day. And yeah. it actually, when you first do it, it feels scary. And, it, you know, yeah. but then. You feel like you're missing out. Yes. You're missing out on something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I realized how much I was missing out on by being so distracted. And now, you know, I'm so engaged and I feel, I don't feel that foggy, the fogginess that you described. And I just feel connected the title of my book connected and engaged <laughs> yeah. that is exactly how i feel with yeah. you know now that i've taken control of my tech use yeah i will say one thing that i've done in this i think i did it a bit before the quarantine but now even more so is we'll go on a walk you know we have a, a golden retriever yes. he needs to, he needs to go out for walks right. and we'll go we'll go out and i will leave my phone at home and oh, it's like those great. walks. Yeah. Those walks are the time that I want to be there with my husband yes. and with our dog and really looking around. And so I feel like even something so minor as that has helped kind of, you know. Absolutely. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, yeah it really does. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect example of, of how we can make some changes and notice big results. Small right. changes, big results. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that, you know, I mean, there are impacts on the brain of, you know, technology. So can we dive into the details of what exactly looking at screens does to our brain? Well, we know um, that our brain is very plastic and so it can change shapes. It can have an anxious um, you know, oh, wow. state. It can have a calm state at night after we've had a good night's sleep. It's in a we wake up the next day in a more peaceful state. Mm -hmm. Our brain is in a more peaceful state and we're not making all, you know, the cortisol, the adrenaline, the chemicals that make us anxious. Right. Right. So, um, that's a, that's a good thing. We're not stimulated. Um, too much time online can stimulate our brain and stimulate the chemistry. Um, and, and we want to have a peaceful brain. That's, that's to me, a huge 
incentive to to turn off the technology at least an hour before bedtime. Yeah. And actually, I wanted to ask, how about when we wake up? Do you have any rules? Because I'm I'm definitely guilty of this. Absolutely. The first thing that most of us reach for is our phone. And um, we want our morning to start out in a peaceful way because the way it begins is the way usually the day is set. So imagine if you turn on your phone and you see the news. And right now there is not a lot of good news. And it just starts you, you know, it doesn't build those positive endorphins that lift your spirit. So I want people to put their phones away um, for the first hour at least of the day and maybe do something positive, have a cup of coffee, do mindfulness, do meditation, go for a walk with your dog or your partner or whomever um, or by yourself. You know, just do something to start your day in a really peaceful, good way because the way we begin our day sets the stage for everything that we're going to have to deal with the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like this is probably the one area that I need to work on the most because like I do, you know, I, um, you know, wake up, grab my phone and, you know, I'm on it for a good, like, I have to say, this is like going more into detail, but I have to take, um, thyroid medicine in the morning and I can't eat for 30 minutes to an hour. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to lay in bed then for, yeah. for 30 minutes because yeah. if I'm moving around, I'm going to get hungry and I, I can't eat. Otherwise, the medicine won't absorb, et cetera. Right. So I use that time in the morning to be on my phone and get to all, you know, like all the most pressing messages. So I feel like I kind of like have put myself in a bit of a, a corner with that. Um, and I have to be honest, too, and say that I there have been times that like, you know, my husband said like, OK, hey, you know, like let's put your phone away for this. I'm going to put my phone away. But if I know that I have something pressing, like, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, I've gotten pretty good with not replying to everything right away. But if there's something I, I, I have found myself saying, well, I will be so much more relaxed if I just get to this and I take this five minutes. So do you feel like in those instances, is it okay? Or do you need to just literally learn to just completely let go? I think it is a great, um, tool to have that self-control to be mm-hmm. able to to compartmentalize as you said and say you know my time for for tech is this time and yeah. I know that this time at 9 a.m is my happy time and my <laughs> you know my me time but then 10 o'clock is when I am going to address all of those concerns and you kind of use that self-control and discipline to to build and create, habits that are healthy for you. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> it's a challenge. I will, I will it, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for all of us. It really, really is. But I think yeah. if we can learn to relax and do some of the things that we enjoy, that is very important. That is as important as being, um, you know, very task oriented. And, um, and I understand I'm the same way. I'm, you know, very goal oriented person. I make my list at the night before for the next day. And I just want to mark, I will not go to bed till I've marked it all off. And, (laughs) you know, I push through and get it done, but I also realize more and more. Um, and I really want the younger generation to know how important it is for us to take some time to relax and recharge. 
You know, we put yeah. our phones on chargers. We need to put our, our minds and our bodies on chargers also. That's true. That is a great point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's many different aspects that we've talked about in terms of how technology impacts our sleep, relationships, focus, everything. But if there, what what would you say are like the main points that you want um, our listeners to take away and like, what are some things, the minor things they could do and the benefits that they should expect from it? Right. Well, I want, I want everyone right now to take breaks from the news. The news is wonderful. Yeah. It lets us know what we need to know, but we don't need to saturate our minds with it 24-7. And my mother, of course, she does that. She sits in her little chair with her remote and she watches it all day long, so I don't need to watch it. She calls me at the end of <laughs> right. the day. She tells me everything I need to know. So I do not watch the news at all right now yeah. because right. I felt, I literally felt that it was exhausting me and draining me. And um, so another is, you know, right now to try to keep the things in perspective that we're all dealing with and try to relax and do things that we enjoy and talk about our feelings with other people is really important. Um you know, focus on the parts of our lives that we can control right now and things that we can control. And then, of course, enjoy enjoy your technology and you be in charge of it, as I said, rather than having it in charge of you. And you'll notice higher productivity, higher creativity, more focus. You'll sleep better. Um, and all of those things are really important. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you might have just answered this, but... Um... The, you know, the name of the podcast is Your Best Life. And, right. and the message that I want to get across is that there's no one best life. You know, regardless of what Instagram and social media makes right. you want, you know, think, we all have different priorities and different things that, you know, make us feel more human and more inspired and connected. And just taking from, from different people's bits of experience and um, background of what has allowed them to live their best life. So if there were, if there was one thing that has helped you live your best life, what would that be? Well, you know, I really believe, I, I so agree with you that we are all individuals and we're all the experts on ourselves, And we all have to know what is the best thing for me. And I think um, for me being connected well, the title of my book, Being Connected yeah. and Engaged in Person with Other People and Taking Time Out to Connect with People Every Single Day is so, um, you know, that, that revitalizes me. It gives me energy. And mm -hmm. um, I think we can all notice that. The ways that we are connected with other humans is essential for all of us yeah. to notice and be intentional about. Yeah. Amazing. Well, there were so many amazing nuggets of inspiration and knowledge that I got and I know my listeners got. So thank you so much, Dr. Lori, for coming on. Can you let us know where we can all find you? Absolutely. I am at um, drlauriwatley.com. You can contact me through there. You can buy my book, Connected and Engaged, through there. It's on Amazon. Um, and so please, Give me, get, send me a note. Let me know what, how you're, how you're doing with your connection and engagement. Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was so informative and I really feel inspired. Yeah, that was great. And I think uh, she had great advice. Yeah. I think that. Um, 
the whole, the sleep part. That's just, that's the one part that I feel like is my biggest battle. So. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I've been kind of telling you, hey, I don't think your phone is helping you falling asleep. Maybe we should put it away. Now, today, a doctor told you, hey, maybe this is the reason why, you know, you can fall asleep. So do you feel like that was a victory for you? <laughs> I think somewhat of a victory. I just, you know, I just want you to have a good night of sleep. I know. You know and, you know, we and just feel refresh. We have very different sleep patterns, though. Like, it's literally very a different. fight for me to fall asleep each night. And for you, it's like just, you know, that dozing off feeling that, like, I'm so jealous because I never, ever get that. And you get it every night. So, um, yeah, I... I thought it was such a great conversation. It's something that, you know, everyone listening pretty much, you know, deals with in, in one way or another with technology impacting our relationships or our focus or yeah, for just sure. getting into that zombie scrolling mode, you know, that can, for sure. you know, it's really not good for your mental and emotional well-being. I, I totally agree. And, you know, you just said that we have different sleeping patterns. What you do before going to bed at night, I actually do in the morning because right. I wake up much earlier and the first thing I do is to grab my phone. I really need to work on that. Right. And, you know, just not zombie scrolling as soon as wake up or getting two emails. I really like what she said about, hey, what you do as soon as you wake up kind of set, sets the day. Right. Well, when she said that I was thinking of you because you wake yeah. up early and you do all of your emails and you're so productive, like first thing when you wake up. Do you, but I, I feel like in your case, that's good because then you relax the rest of the day. No, you know, I... I like to have that kind of buffer time, like wake yeah. up, okay. relax for a bit, you know, okay. just like drink an espresso, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, relax for a bit and then get to work. Right. Okay. All right. Well, Luca and I definitely each had some little pieces that we're going to take away from this. I would say more than little. Um, we would love to hear what you guys thought, if there are any things in particular that you struggled with, what you found the most helpful from this, what's going to contribute to you living your best life. <laughs> and thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Ciao. <laughs> And that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to share with a friend, spread the word and help us grow our tribe. Please rate and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes each week. You can also follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook group, both under the same name, Your Best Life Podcast, to keep the conversation going. You can also send me an email at yourbestlifepodcast at gmail.com and you just might be featured in a future episode. Your Best Life is a Gallery Media Group original production. <laughs>